Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're live in Vineyard. We're at the Little Caesars location, brand new Little Caesars location, 554 North Mill Road. Come by and see us. In fact, uh, I was just reminded they've got some uh, free coupons for some free pizzas if you drop by and tell them that uh, that you're listening. Uh, I believe the, the certificate, of course, is for the next time you visit. But they'll hook you up with some free pizza just for coming by and saying that you heard it on the radio uh, here at Little Caesars in Vineyard. Again, 554 North Mill Road. Gordon, let's get to what's going on. Uh, the highlights, the big opinions, interviews across the Zone Sports Network, uh, from DJ and PK to Hanson Scotty, and uh, sometimes the big show as well. Let's start things off with DJ and PK. Of course, it's Thursday. That means the Joe Ingalls show. He was on this morning, and here's Joe reacting to the Tim McMahon ESPN piece about Rudy and Donovan. Since you've had a lot of time, have you uh, spent any time reading the ESPN story about the Utah Jazz, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and the rift between them? Because, Joe, you got pretty prominent placement there. I did not read it. Um, obviously saw some quotes that were pulled from the great man himself. Um, but uh, no, I didn't. I did not read it. Well, let me just read the part about you, and then I won't ask you to comment so much on the other stuff. But let's see if let's see if the part about you is true. Are you ready? Brace yourself. <laughs> Joe Ingles, a respected veteran whose wry sense of humor is often an important element of the Jazz's chemistry, privately told them several weeks into the hiatus that it would be selfish and hurt their teammates if the Stars held grudges against each other. Reaction? You read really well. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I went to college to do this, Joe. (laughs) Um... What, what what do you want me to say? I, I just is that fair? Is that fair? Is that accurate? This is not a quote attributed to anybody. He wrote this, and Dennis yeah, said yeah. in the Zoom he did a good job with the story. But I know sometimes in the media I've gotten feedback on stories I do. You know, did you miss? Did you hit it on the nose? Did you miss by two percent? Did you miss by twenty percent? Did you barely hit the mark at all? You know, I, I get feedback on stories I do, and so I just wondered if you were characterized accurately. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to sit here and sound, sound like I'm uh, this hero or anything, but um, no, I just sent them a, a text and said some things in it, and um, they spoke, and I mean, it's, <laughs> I don't know, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's true, I spoke to them, but um, I mean, how much does that play a part? I, I don't know. It's, um, it, it was just trying to help the situation, I guess, and, and get them on the same page. And, um, there was a lot of things being written and talked about and wrote and, and all that, and I think it was just time to it was time to squash it and figure it out and move on, and it happened pretty quickly. And I mean, they're the two the, the professionals that were, were in the situation, and um, from my understanding, I mean, really the whole time it was it was it was pretty good, but I just. I wanted to, to squash anything that was um, potentially building with, with the articles that were coming out or the tweets or, or whatever. So, um, yeah, all good. Well, Gordon, what do you what do you think about Joe there? Kind of kind of a coy, but certainly did not uh, deny that that was the message that he sent to Donovan and Rudy. No, Joe, Joe there was uh, hard to pin down. He really didn't want to <laughs> – he didn't really want to say much, did he? 
Although it was a very complimentary bit there that uh, that DJ read about Joe Ingles. So what's he supposed to do? Say, yeah, I am, I am the the the, the cornerstone of this team. You know, without me, everything would fall apart. Uh, but I think that is true. It's not hard for me to believe at all that Joe plays an important role on the team as far as attitudes and as far as uh, keeping the team together and uh, moving in a positive direction. So I, 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 I can see that, can't you? Oh, I well, I certainly can. And it didn't take uh, that ESPN piece for you and I to, to know that. I think, I right. think we've known that for a while. Um, one thing, though, Gordon, and, and let me – you tell me, because uh, especially lately I read into things way too much and you need to, to back me off. But, but tell me if I'm going down the wrong path. Okay. Because I, I think Joe's hesitancy to address that is another indication that Joe would like things handled internally when it comes to to this sort of thing and in fact his his kind of recommendation to donovan rudy was like hey knock this crap off because this public feud is is kind of selfish and detracts from the team and so you guys need to let's let's handle this inside and then combine that with fact that he did not read the espn article i wonder if if that whole thing was met with approval well why would he read it I mean, if if somebody had written something about you and Austin and uh, you know the guys at the station, I I think I'd want to know what was written. I'd read it. Uh, yeah, I'd read it. So what uh, are you saying that Joe? Do you you don't believe Joe when he says he didn't read it? No, I, I have no idea whether he read it or not. But uh, I just you know usually a lot of times people say they don't pay attention to stuff that they do pay attention to. I don't know what the case is with Joe. But, oh, I, uh, I I, guess what I'm saying is I, I don't know if he read it or not, nor do I care. It's just he's sending the message that that's – like, does he view this as a distraction or does he view it as helpful? Uh, most of the guys, it sounds like they want it just to go away. Well, I mean, you know, that, you know I, I, I thought the article was good, and I have no problem with Rudy saying what he wants, but he's still airing dirty laundry. Yeah, mm-hmm. But and I don't as think far that as, that's how Joe likes to do things. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I think most of the guys want to duck this. However, it's it's interesting that the Jazz are commanding a lot of national interest. Uh, it may not be exactly the, the kind they want, but uh, they are getting attention from this. Uh, not, th- that's why this is an opportunity for them to go down there to that bubble and do something because there is a bit of a spotlight on them. And if they can turn this into a positive, uh, there will be more attention paid to them. Um, So whether they can pull that off or not, I I was struck by Dennis Lindsay yesterday. He sounded extremely optimistic and not that I would expect Dennis to come on and be dragging his feet and going, oh, man, all is lost. It's been a rough go, and we, we we got no chance now. That's not what he said, and he seemed to be pretty upbeat about things. So that'll be interesting to see if the Jazz can build on. Uh, it's kind of like grabbing everyone's attention and then doing something with it. That's the opportunity that is the Jazz is now. So no publicity. Oh, what is it? Uh What's the saying, Gordon? Uh, there's no such thing as bad publicity. 
Yeah, well, who's did P.T. Barnum say that? Is that who it was? I, I can't remember. I, you know, I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm they sure. are in the national headlines, though. You're right yeah. about that. But but one thing with the Joe Ingles show with DJ and PK, and I I actually uh, appreciate this about Joe's appearance because he he is very insightful and he will tell you what's going on. But he does not air dirty laundry on that show. He doesn't. He's he's asked the questions and he usually responds, but he's not really into. You know, airing it out there. So I just wonder, because a lot of a lot of the jazz stuff has been aired out there over the past couple of months. It has. And, and you know I, what? Maybe that's productive. Maybe that's where Dennis Lindsay is, is getting some enthusiasm, because maybe it does turn out to be productive, right? Could maybe be. that is the the right thing, and maybe it does clear the air, sort of. But I I didn't get that feel from Joe's answer. Yeah, I I think there may be some peer pressure that uh, there there is some pressure not to be. Airing that dirty laundry every which way, and I, I don't know whether Rudy has ever held himself to those rules. But uh, well, there's there's certainly peer pressure because in the in that article, the the part DJ read, I mean that's peer pressure from Joe <laughs> to Donovan and Rudy, right? But yeah, but I meant in regard to revealing anything or airing anything. Okay, well. I, I, you and I have both known enough athletes that uh, that when this stuff kind of gets into the media, that's not exactly ideal. <laughs> and thus the problem in the first place when Rudy went to the Salt Lake Tribune nine games in. I think that, that creates a lot of problems because athletes who share that locker room don't really like that sort of thing. Yeah, I suppose. But I like it when teams fight back from that kind of thing and show everybody well, of course you do. You're a columnist. We we love talking no, no, and writing talk- about it. Bring no, it on. Uh, no, I'm talking about what they do after that, and uh, that, that that the opportunity is great for them to to show what they what they're all about. And yeah, oh yeah, I'm all about uh, if someone has a good story to tell. I mean, Bring I love it, it when yeah. when fans can <laughs> when fans can get a glimpse of that, as opposed to have everything buttoned buttoned up and. Uh, private uh it, look if there's really personal stuff i i, I don't uh, you know I, I don't need to delve into that but if it's relevant to the overall structure of what's happening with a team or with an individual then yeah i think it's useful for people to know what what they're going through all right, uh, let's move on. It's what's going on here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, let's move on to Hanson Scotty. They had Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports uh, on with them and uh, talked about the Big Ten, which uh, the story kind of broke in the middle of the, uh, of the interview. But talk about what's going on with college football and what conferences are doing. Dennis Dodd joining us right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network from CBS Sports. Uh, Dennis, uh, the uh, the Big Ten is expected to announce uh, that they'll probably go conference only. Uh, what do you think, how, how does that again affect a team like BYU, who uh, obviously is an independent, plans on those conference teams playing non-conference opponents to put together its schedule? Do they play any Big Ten teams? I haven't checked. They've got they've got Minnesota and Michigan State. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So those are going to be cut out, and that's the same that you know Notre Dame is going to have to find a way to. They they have the advantage of playing six ACC teams, so they can may, may be able to cobble a schedule together. But it just goes back to what I was saying in the beginning: not all teams are going to play the same games, and, and, and they're not going to be able to find opponents for some of those games that aren't made up. 
the Patriot League has, I think, a, an edict now. They're FCS. No overnight stay. So uh, Hawaii's opener against Fordham is off unless they find somebody. I think Western Michigan is supposed to play Colgate or somebody like that. So that's off. So you're going to see more and more of this. You know, the conference-only thing gets you to a point where, you know, there's not as much exposure, frankly, to the virus. Less time spent playing football, which is probably – it should be the, the goal of this of playing of football this season. I had one trainer tell me the goal should be to get 130 teams through this as healthy as possible, not necessarily winning. Well, try telling that to coaches, but it makes a lot of sense. So there's going to have to be a lot of reshuffling of schedules. You know, I, Dennis, I, I'm I'm trying to picture a timeline on when the announcement comes for conferences. And for teams, or, you know, in BYU, independent case, for teams and, and their scheduling, do you have any idea? Because I feel like we're on the deadline, if not a day or two away from it. I think it'll be very piecemeal. Um, I, you know, as I wrote this week, you know, we are now in the month where all that will have to be decided. By the end of July, we'll know. Just because they will start practicing in early August. You can't just, you can't say maybe and send players out there to practice. you got to have a plan. It's going to be this month, um, you know, at some point when most of this is, uh, you know, most of this is, uh, is finalized. So, yeah. That was Dennis Dodd from CBS Sports, great college football writer, uh, on with, with Hanson Scotty earlier today. What do you think about what Dennis had to say right there? Well, we're getting down to brass taxes now, right? I mean, the... the, the that's why the the Big Ten came out today and said what they said. I mean, time is running short here, and they have to put some plan into place. Uh, of course, any plan can be altered drastically by the events ahead. But uh, uh, I, I think Dennis is as curious as the rest of us are to see how it's all going to play out. But a plan, it's always good to have a plan in place. Yeah, it sounds like the the Pac-12 is is working with a few plans. Uh, four, I think, at the uh, last report of that they're considering. Obviously, the Big Ten is doing what they're doing. Um, I, I found it curious. The Big 12 commissioner made some comments that he was surprised the Big Ten acted this early. Um, but I, I, I'm with you, Gordon. There's there's definitely some timeline issues on on decisions that that have to be made. And and I know you don't agree with this, but that's why you know going conference only. If if anything else, it's just a simplification. You're just simplifying. You're taking stuff off your plate because there's there's enough on these guys' plate, enough coordination. And so I I think that if the if something is going to be happen, it's going to have to be simplified. I talked to. Uh, uh, DJ about this this morning when I jumped on with him uh, a couple of times. How narrow does the scope have to be for you to uh, to actually pull something off? And let me get your thoughts on this, Gordon, because the the scope at its broadest is business as usual, right? A normal mm-hmm. uh, a normal college football season uh, governed by the NCAA and the College Football Playoff Committee. The narrowest of scope that I've heard, well, I guess the narrowest of scope would be not playing altogether, but the narrowest of scope I've heard in the rumor mill uh, comes from the state of uh, of uh, Montana, where uh, Scotty was talking about how he talked to somebody up there, and they said, and maybe this was tongue-in-cheek, but I think you get the point, that Montana and Montana State would play each other ten times if that's what they got to do. 
You know, that's right. a really and narrow scope. So, so how narrow does that scope have to get to actually pull something off? I don't know. Right? I yeah. I I don't know. I mean, you think about this. What if what if the Pac-12 can't pull off a conference uh, season, but somehow the state of Utah could cobble together some games? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where Utah, BYU, Utah State, SU, and Weber State somehow played each other twice each or something. Well, when we t- remember when we talked to Rondo Felberg, he was saying that BYU actually has an advantage to be able, with its flexibility to be able to do different things, and I I I don't know whether I fully comprehend that. Not with today's news. Not with today's news. Because if everybody eliminates non-conference play, that that's going to be tough for BYU. But actually, Gordon, that's going to be crushing to to G five and one uh, AA schools everywhere. I mean, they rely on those paydays. Even Utah State still has to play a pay game. You know. I mean, that's Is that's B- pretty financially consequential to a lot of folks not in the P P five uh, leagues. You know, what would be really interesting would be if. If the P5 leagues do uh, get exclusive here and leave BYU out there, will BYU turn to the Mountain West? They should. If they if they and don't, say, they should. Hey, lend us a few games, fellas, and will if you do, it'll it'll be to your advantage, at least from a standpoint of TV. Uh, let's see here. Jay Drew on Twitter has a statement from BYU, Gordon. Uh, mm. literally, <clears throat> excuse me, literally coming out seconds ago. Here's what Jay said. Statement from BYU. Uh, quote, the Big Ten's announcement today obviously has specific ramifications regarding the 2020 BYU football schedule. As we navigate the uncertainties of the current pandemic, BYU will continue to have discussions with other universities and our stakeholders, unquote. So not a lot of substance necessarily there other than them acknowledging that this sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know what their possibilities but Obviously, they have to sort of wait and see what the other conferences are going to do. Are they going to follow suit? I think there's a really high probability that that's going to happen. I agree. I think that will happen. And if that happens, now BYU goes into scramble mode. Well, maybe because that, uh, that's the bulk of their season. That, 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 that's a well, it's half of their season, right? Yeah. Well, and when, what do the other you know what do the other conferences do, right? Or what do the other independents do? BYU's yeah. in a in a tricky situation uh, through no fault of their own. I, I like your idea of maybe how um, maybe how Notre Dame is going to piggyback off the ACC, which Josh Parcell told us was was likely. I like your idea, piggyback off the the Mountain West, very regional connection there. Uh, you could uh, you could very easily fall in line to the standards or protocols, whatever the Mountain West throws out there, and you could just kind of weather the storm together. Maybe it's mutually beneficial. I, I like that idea. I think that's a good idea. I, just I know that Notre Dame is associate, associated with the ACC, but would that would that open up an opportunity for BYU to play Notre Dame? I don't think so, based on what Josh told us. No, I don't know. I don't. I'm not really operating under anything else than what Josh told us, because it seemed like he seemed to indicate that the ACC is going to give Notre Dame as many games as they need. Yeah. So that would that would not incentivize them to uh, to play BYU, but they owe BYU a home game, so maybe they use it as an excuse to do that. I don't know. Yeah. But what jo- Josh seemed to indicate that 
that uh, the ACC would give Notre Dame whatever they want. Well, that's that, that, that's that somebody at Notre Dame uh, figured something useful out there establishing that relationship. Now, you've, I would figure that Notre Dame could probably establish a relationship with any league it wanted. It could. <laughs> it could yeah, easily. When, when Notre Dame calls up, you, you're going to take that call. It, doesn't it still feel dumb that Notre Dame isn't in the Big Ten? They should be. And, and, hey, I'm an ACC fan, so I like it that they're associated with the ACC, I guess. But shouldn't they be in, in the Big Ten? Just join the Big Ten, Notre Dame. Come on. I don't think that's going to happen. It could. I mean, regionally and, and traditionally with the history behind some of those rivalries, it, it, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Yeah, with the ACC is over. Are you kidding there? When Notre Dame agreed to associate itself with the ACC, they, they were going, <laughs> they were genuflecting in a major way. Oh, yeah. They're totally benefiting from spite in this case. <laughs> The Big Ten uh, said we won't uh, we won't take partial membership Notre Dame. It's all or nothing. And Notre Dame said, "Oh yeah, well we're going to go play on the Atlantic coast for some reason. Have a good day." Well, I love I, spite. I, it's a powerful emotion. <laughs> I've learned that from Austin, apparently. Oh, oh it's yeah. delicious spite and revenge. <laughs> oh, nothing feels better. Yeah. Well, you know, when we go, we're going through all these exercises, and we're saying, "Okay, look the." The big, uh, the big Ten, whatever conferences, are only going to play conference games. And we're going, okay, then how's that going to work out? Which games are they going to add? And what's, uh, what's an independent like BYU locally going to do? And we're, we're going through all these gyrations and whatnot. And then what Josh Parcell said earlier comes about, and there is no season anyway, so it was all for naught. Not all for naught. I, I, there's some value in the college try, Gordon, even if it doesn't happen. I'm glad <laughs> but please I'm keep glad listening to us. I'm glad they're trying to figure the it out. There's, there's a lot on the line. There's a lot on the line. And yeah. so if if you gotta, God, if you gotta, you gotta try to to do what you can. I, I again, not to reference my conversation with DJ today, but man, there's so much on the line. You gotta pull off what you're capable of pulling off, or at least try. Yeah, you gotta at least yeah. try. Yeah, I, well, I don't want to. I don't want to throw a wet blanket over the whole thing. It's just that would be interesting if it came to that. And yeah. there's no way of knowing. Like to bring the whole conversation full circle, everyone's going through all these different actions to try and prepare, and who knows what the virus is going to do. Not to oh, mention no. the combination of the virus and the, the flu. All right, uh, we are live at Little Caesars here in Vineyard. Stop by and see us. 554 North Mill Road. Uh, it's in this brand new shopping center. It's a brand new location uh, for Little Caesars, and it's great. Right by the Larry H. Miller Megaplex. They have a drive through uh, If you come in, tell them you're listening on the station. They've got some coupons for some free pizzas uh, on your next visit. So come take advantage of that. Feed the family tonight. Make it easy. Don't cook. Come on over to uh, Little Caesars, swoop through the drive-thru, download the Little Caesars app, and don't forget that the big promotion is coming back with the Jazz season when the Jazz win. You win. More next, not sports support at 450. Coach Gordy Chies at 5975 and 1280 the zone. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This 
is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you about our friends at Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into action. Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service. Call today, 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333 at Action Plumbing. The big news in college football uh, today, Gordon, the Big Ten announcing that they will uh, only play conference games in the upcoming season whenever that may start. Uh, and uh, just to kind of reset, you expect, uh, as I, I believe, or I expect, as I believe you do, that uh, the other major conferences are going to follow suit. Yeah, that's what I think. Just a matter of time now. And uh, I, I still have questions about why they're doing it. I mean, I mean, I understand why they're doing it, but it it seems like some of those questions could be solved if if those certain conferences got on the same page. And... Uh, but <laughs> I get the complication in that. But if it's testing, why can't you make that more uniform, especially amongst, uh, say, say, the Big Ten and the Pac-12, and you got Ohio State playing in Oregon? Well, why couldn't you standardize the testing for both of those conferences? Well, I, I don't think that's possible, but... Let me ask you this. Why Would it be wouldn't worth it be? It? If, you're, if your protocol is three tests a week and you do it at both places, why? then what's the problem? I don't think anybody's going to set that standard. But, but well, I, they're, I they're, wanna... well, they're going to set some standard within their conference. That's the reason they're doing it, right? Within their conference, yeah. Well, what's the difference? What happens when the standard in one conference doesn't meet the standard in the other? That's the difference. Well, and the scheduling. But, 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 but that, my whole that point Josh is that you. Up. My whole point is you can meet them up. I don't think you can. Why? Uh, because I don't think the SEC and the Pac-12 are ever going to be on the same page when it comes to this. Hmm. I don't think the You don't think the Big Ten and the Pac-12 could be on the same page? No. Uh. Uh-uh. What? No. Why? <laughs> Explain to me why that's so difficult to do. Because. Getting the state of California and the state of Wisconsin on the same page when it comes. I know. To I'm, I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking. I'm talking about from a conference standpoint. I, I I understand it's fractured, but it's fractured within within conferences too. Okay. Well, for a second, just to further the conversation, because I don't think it really matters if we agree on this because it's happening. But just to further the conversation, should the the conferences be looking out for the the lesser conferences does the p5 do you think in your mind have the responsibility or or the moral obligation to look out for the the g5 for example or one double a well my opinion of what they would say to that is hell no what they don't care do you think they do do you think they do no i i don't well I don't want to say it like that. I mean, there are connections that uh, certain administrators have 
from one program to the next. But uh, I, I, I certainly don't think it's a, the, the P5 conferences, it's not a priority for them to take care of the G5. Well, because that would be the only motivating factor to do it is that the P5 conferences want to look out and do a solid for the, the greater good of college sports. And if they have a moral uh, obligation to do that, fine, let's talk about it. I'm, I'm all about the, the overall uh, um, college sports succeeding. I'm for universities, G5, P5, and 1AA alike to succeed. So is there – because what the, if the P5 eliminates non-conference – that, I mean, that's the ultimate selfish move, right? They're saying we're going to batten up, we're going to board up the windows and uh, ride this thing out the way we want because we can and we don't care if you can't. Well, that's, I wouldn't be surprised to see that attitude. Because another part of the reason for going conference uh, alone, Gordon, and you, I know you're not going to like this, is that you can plow through the red tape easier. You know, the SEC, if they go it alone, they can say, screw it. We don't care what your standards are. We're doing it anyway. Uh, and when you say they, who's they? Uh, the SEC can say, hmm. oh, you're, you're, uh, you've got some trepidation about uh, starting the college football season. Well, we don't, so we're going to do what we want. Yeah, yeah that's a good point, actually. <laughs> Yeah, I hadn't really so thought what, of that, but that's, yeah, that's, I could see that happening. I think that's what is happening. So if, if, if we don't like that because it's really going to damage all of college sports, which it will, then maybe that's the conversation we should be having. That, that these P5 conferences have a moral obligation to college sports to help everybody out. But uh, that's, that's the opposite of what's happening. You know, that is such a fascinating question. Um, do you let me let me phrase it a different way in a different circumstance. Do you think teams in the NFL give a flying rip? Do the Pittsburgh Steelers as an organization care what's going on with the L.A. Rams? Uh, I would say in this circumstance, yes, because um they have a salary cap, and overall football-related revenue is is divided. So yeah. they do have a yeah. stake in the success of another franchise. And there, obviously, the situation is different in college football. But you've got to have some competition to play, right? I mean, the SEC can't exist by itself outside of any other part of college football. I mean, I guess it could, but uh, it would certainly wouldn't be nearly as much fun for <laughs> to, to watch it, right? And so do they want to help other leagues survive and, and, and make their way through in a productive way because they are looking out for the big picture? I think, I think they're going to prove that they can do it on their own. Now, whether that's, a, <laughs> uh, whether that's as good a product, I don't know. Um, I don't think so. I'm with you. I like the national intrigue of college football. I like how the regional nature of conferences culminates in a national champion. I like that about all of of uh, college sports. I I like that model, um, and I think. Well, it's well let me let but, me give you an example of why that is relevant. 
Because if it, let's say this is totally uh, hypothetical here, but let's say that that every other league folded, it just crushed college sports except for the SEC. The SEC survived. Nobody on the West Coast is going to give a flying rip about the SEC moving forward. No, the rest of the country isn't going to pay any attention to the SEC. So it would end up being self-defeating to some extent, especially when you consider the big dollars that are generated as far as people being tied into college sports across the country because they have uh, an, an entrance for their interest. But if it's just the SEC playing football, there's no entrance for that. I think people will still watch, and I think the people that do watch, I think that number will be greater than zero. I don't know how relevant that, that is, Gordon. I, I agree with you, though. That's not as fun. I'll, I'll tell you this, though. I'd watch it. Yeah, I I wouldn't. If that was the only college football that existed, I wouldn't care. I'd watch it. Yeah, I I really would. I I you know, Alabama's playing Auburn on a Saturday. Not me. Guess what? My team I I, I couldn't too. care less. I'm going to watch the NFL. At least that has a national reach. It has some relevance for people in the West. Well, I mean, the college football playoff right now is basically an all SEC tournament, and we still watch it. Yeah, but that's that's something that is an eventuality. But at the start of every season, you tell me the U.S. Tro- USC Trojans don't have hope that the alumni base doesn't have hope that the Trojans have a shot at going all the way. It's part of the imagination. It's part of what ties people into sports to begin with. Yeah. Well, well, I, I I think that's a fascinating question. Do the the haves? Have a moral obligation obligation to the have-nots. In, this in the case, immediate, the in the immediate, I, I don't think yeah. they do. I don't think they're looking at it like they do. <laughs> oh, they're definitely not. But do they? Yeah. Should they? Yes. No, I, I'm with you. I, I'm with you. They're definitely not. That that is not something that is happening. But should it? I don't know. Maybe that's a more relevant discussion. Hmm. All right. Well, we will. We'll, but I don't have a lot of faith in that. I'll say it that way. All right, the Not Sports Report is coming up next. Stay tuned. Uh, We'll have a jazz media availability uh, post-practice coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. We're expected to hear from Rudy Gobert and Mike Conley as well as Coach Quinn Snyder. So uh, we'll air that when that happens in the 5 o'clock hour. It's the big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And now your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jake hanging out with you at Little Caesars here in Vineyard. Come see us, 554 North Mill Road in Vineyard. Uh, come take advantage. They've got the drive through Got a nice loud honk from a listener a few minutes ago. Shout out to, uh, if you go through the drive through and pick up a pizza from uh, Little Caesars, give us a honk. Feel free to, to knock yourself out. And if you go inside, tell them you're listening on The Zone. They've got some certificates for some free pizzas and uh, on your next visit. So they'll make it uh, <laughs> they'll make it worth your while. Again, while, excuse me, 554 North Mill Road, right off the freeway here 
in Vineyard. All right, it is time for the Not Sports Report, which is brought to you each and every day by our good friends at the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online, lhmusedcars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? Well, we're going to a, a certain device that I want to talk to you about. Uh, and, but what brought it up was uh, was a sports-related thing, but I want to talk about the part that's not sports-related. Apparently, uh, Boston Celtic uh, Jalen Brown brought into the bubble his own portable hyperbaric sleep chamber. Hmm. Do you know anything about H-bots, as they call them? I do not. Not a thing. Apparently, like, Justin Bieber uses one. Michael Jackson used to use one. They look like these futuristic tubes that you lay down in and sleep in, apparently. It's uh, supposed to provide some sort of therapy that uh, is used to treat some medical conditions. Uh, it, uh, it The way it works is uh, the oxygen is pumped into the tube so that the air pressure rises three times higher than normal air. And in this atmosphere, the amount of oxygen in your blood increases, which can help uh, heal injured tissue or fight infections. Now... I, you know, apparently there is some research behind this and there are good wellness reasons to use it, uh, such as migraines, supposed to help with migraines and some conditions, diseases. Uh, uh, but I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know what, apparently the FDA has only approved it for uh, treating decompression sickness which, uh, you know, divers get when they change the barometric pressure in their body and whatnot. But I, what would make you think that that would be a good idea to buy your own? Do you well, think that would, all, help you, would it help you sleep better? Would it help your body feel better? Let me, let me you, start here. Could you even <laughs> sleep in a tube? Well, I let me let me start here, Gordon, by saying uh, just because Justin Bieber uses it does not mean you should, and that is a, that is a dangerous way to go about life. If you say, "Well, Justin Bieber's using it," I guess I should. That's that's Justin not Bieber. Awesome. I guess, I guess a year or so ago, uh, Jake Justin uh, sent out a, uh, or maybe it was his uh, his wife. Uh, what's her name? Haley Haley Baldwin. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sent out a, a, a uh, an Instagram, and it had a picture of Justin in the tube, and it said, sleep tight, lover. <laughs> There's a drop. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about such things. But looking at it, Jake, it looks like something that you would you would climb into for maybe an hour or so but that that's about as uh, as long as you could take it it's like it's like uh, a, a tanning bed or something except for it's airtight obviously because they're pumping more oxygen in there but does that sound uh, like something you would want to do <laughs> you guys ever had an mri i haven't no jake you've had an mri right jake uh-huh they're not fun 
And they're claustrophobic. And it sounds like this is that. I think uh, I think people out there uh, do a lot of weird stuff that they think uh, helps them live healthier lives just because they don't uh, understand it. Uh, I don't get the whole essential oils game, but that seems to be a big deal around here. Are you a believer in that, Um, Believer is a funny word. <laughs> a believer? Uh, there, <laughs> I use I use this. Uh, this uh, cooling, like uh, their version of Icy Hot that our listener gave us a few years ago, and it's the best type of a cooling agent uh, like Icy Hot that I can find. So I like that, but every other thing that I've ever given a whirl, as it were, seemed to be <laughs> a lot more placebo effect than anything. But. What's a perfect sleeping uh, condition for you? What? What? what how, in, a cave. Under what? In, <laughs> Cold, dark, and wet. I'm not kidding. <laughs> oh, man. Well, all right. I want it to be 31 degrees and give me 19 blankets and there not be a sliver of light or, or heat anywhere. Hmm. Jake? My perfect sleeping whatever? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll I'll sleep pretty much anywhere if you give me a twelve pack of beer. <laughs> <laughs> who needs a Who needs an H bot if you if you got a twelve pack? Is that what you're saying? If I get through a twelve pack of beer, man, I'll I'll sleep wherever I'm wherever I am. If you had some condition you wanted treated, would does this sound like a good idea? I mean, like uh, like Brown is he is this gonna this. <laughs> I wonder how that's going to help him because obviously he was motivated enough to bring it along. I've well, heard, I think those been, things. I've heard I good think things it, about the cryotherapy, right, Jake? Didn't we have a, a remote yeah, we had a cryotherapy? Sponsor. Yeah. Uh huh. I hear great things about those. I don't know about hyperbaric though. Yeah, well, my one more, of my daughters used to oxygen. work at a cryotherapy place, and uh, she was she was uh, she believed in that. She said it made her, you know, it, it sounds weird stepping into a chamber with what's what was it like minus three hundred and fifty degrees or what. <laughs> But apparently it it helps some people. All right, stay tuned. Coming up next, um, we're, we're going to actually move. We were going to have a, an interview scheduled with uh, Coach Gordy Chiesa. We're going to move that to tomorrow at 5 o'clock. Coach was nice enough to be flexible with us. We're told that jazz practice might end early, and we're going to air the media availability after practice with uh, Mike Conley, Rudy Gobert, and Coach Quinn Snyder. So we're clearing out the 5 o'clock hour in order for that. Uh, we'll let you know when we get more information on the timing, but uh, we will get that to you at some point during the 5 o'clock hour that's coming up next live at uh, little caesars here in vineyard uh 554 north mill road come out and see us of course they're excited the big promotion coming back with the jazz season when the jazz win you win free pepperoni extra most bestest pizza with the purchase of a custom round two topping pizza online or on the little caesars app it's the easiest way to pizza and you can of course take advantage of their five dollar hot and ready cheese and pepperoni pizzas and take advantage of the drive-through here in vineyard 554 north uh, Mill Road. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.